this is by far my favorite and the one I am most proud of content wise. I think that this season really came full circle into who we are and who we want to be and what it is that we want to do in our business. Welcome to Purposeful Podcasting. I'm Wendy. And I'm Crystal. This podcast is meant to share how we and other entrepreneurs bring together purpose and passion to leverage profit in our businesses. We are shining a light on adventure-loving, purpose-driven, action-minded, authentic, and rebellious entrepreneurs. Just like us. So join us as we talk about business and life and everything in between. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the season finale of season four of Purposeful Podcasting. My name is Crystal and I'm here with Wendy (laughs) and we're super excited to wrap up this season by sharing with you what our favorite episodes were and why we had picked those to be our favorites and what this season really meant to us. Because I, of all the seasons that we've done podcasting in both this podcast and a previous podcast, because this is by far my favorite and the one I am most proud of content wise. I think that this season really came full circle into who we are and who we want to be and what it is that we want to do in our business, which when we started this podcast, the whole impetus of it was to help figure shit out. And here we are at the end of season four. And I feel like we are very much on solid ground business wise. And I think the podcast has really helped us get there. What do you think, Wendy? I think we figured shit out. (laughs) What I really liked about this season was that there's a lot of episodes that are, I'm going to say they were raw. We riffed our way through the summer and changed what we were going to do. And I think that made for much more interesting and even if I could say powerful conversations. The only thing I will say, I mean, you and I chit-chatting is always beyond awesome. I will say I kind of missed interviews. That's something to save for the future. I really think this, this was, to me, a very powerful season for me personally. Yes. And I am looking forward to hearing what your favorite episodes were, because I actually don't know. (laughs) I have no idea what's on your list. And of course, you have no idea what's on my list. Yeah. Wendy said, I started to share with her before we hit record. She goes, no, I want to be surprised. No, no. no. (laughs) surprise? Like surprises or these kind of surprises like them. (laughs) All right. Well, do you want to kick off or shall I? Okay. It doesn't really matter who kicks off. Why don't you go? All right. So my top three favorite episodes. And so we're going to share my top three, Wendy's top three, but then also through the power of data, guys, what was your guys' top three? And I'm, we kind of want to speculate, I think also why those were so popular with our audience, but number one for me was episode nine, which was unleashing your inner rebel and was redefining how we are doing business differently. This was a favorite of mine because 
I think it, it made me step out of my comfort zone a little bit. And it was all based off of, you know, we joke, we call it my manifesto, but an email that I had sent to Wendy about how I'd like to reimagine how we are going to do this differently. And how do we want to shake up how we are doing things? Because I think we've gotten really, really good about being self-aware and about listening to our instincts and listening to our intuition about what's working and what's not in our business and what's working and what's not working for us as people. What I really liked about that episode was we kind of broke down what we don't like about how online business is done these days And then how we wanted to change it in our own business and how that kind of led to maybe a different model and a different way of doing things that honestly was always there because Wendy and I have all this experience tucked into the back corner of our minds through Wendy way more so than I, like a gazillion certifications and just different gifts and abilities that we have to bring to the table. And how is it that we fit that into something that can serve our clients and our audiences? And then how do we lean into what's working for us and bringing us joy in our business? And how do we cut ties with what's not? And so in that episode, we broke that down a lot more specifically. It felt kind of scary to say it out loud as well, because it's something that's not being done a whole lot in our industry. The first thing that crossed my mind is you were calling me old as opposed to certifications, et cetera, but we'll, <laughs> I didn't call you old. I said you had a gajillion <laughs> certifications tucked back. I in I'm just messing with you. I will let you on that actually did not make my top list, but I think that that was the start or part of our process of figuring out who we were. That was so super important. Yes, I agree with you. My second top favorite was the five hats we wear, navigating our different roles. And that was episode three of this season. I love that because our hats and our identities have become such a huge part of our brand and of who we are and how we continue to talk about these topics. And what it did was I think That episode helped give us language on how we can talk about different problem sets that we have. What do I mean by that? It is hard to juggle and balance all of the things that we have to do in our life. And I'm feeling that really hardcore in my soul right now as a business owner and as a mom and as a person and as a wife even like navigating all of those things as a friend has been really hard in this season of my life. Instead of feeling stuck and feeling kind of powerless with that, this conversation helps give me language to help articulate what I was feeling and why I was feeling it. I think that giving that visual of the hats is so much fun in our business one, but I think that kind of helps kind of figure out how am I prioritizing what in this moment by really taking a pause and sit and thinking about what hat am I wearing in this moment? Then when we talk to clients, asking them, what hat are you wearing in this moment? And how do you juggle those things in your business and your life? And then of course, Wendy's hat, mistress of my own destiny hat has just become this drumbeat mantra (laughs) of inspiration for me. 
just a, this is the hat we all should want to try and to balance in our life to balance that self-care and balance that, I don't know, sense of power in our life. Because I think when you don't have the ability to articulate that imbalance, you can feel a little bit out of control in your life. But I think that this conversation kind of helps put you back in the driver's seat by really articulating what's important right now. What hat are you wearing? And I really enjoyed that. So I will say that that was also one of my favorite episodes. And I think for very similar reasons, I loved being able to articulate who I am and really think about it and also appreciate that it's okay. And and for me, it really lent itself to what I am now thinking of as like micro priorities that I can shift hat on hat off. And if you could see me, you would know I was actually pretending to do that. It really brought a, yes, a clarity to really who I am and what is important. So I am in, a, I'm in total agreement. Total, total, total. Yeah. That was definitely one of our favorites. So my last third top three, I guess, because all of these have been really some of my favorites, but I would say the last one that I chose that really kind of spoke out to me. And then I'm going to hand the con over to Wendy <laughs> is episode seven, redefining support, how a square squad can enhance your entrepreneurial journey. Are you laughing? It's just stuck your tongue out at me. Are you laughing? Are you, are you laughing? Cause that's one of yours or you're laughing? Cause you think that's silly. <laughs> I, I'll pipe up after you. <laughs> so I love this episode because reminding myself of whose opinion matters, who's the stakeholder in this moment, that who do I need to go to for advice, whose opinion and commentary do I need to slough off in this moment in this season of my life is a really important reminder. And the fact that you can have multiple square squads for different domains in your life or different hats that you wear is also a really powerful reminder for me. So there are people that I talk to about serendipitous rebel that I'm not going to talk to about maybe my personal life and vice versa. There's definitely some people that overlap. I feel really fortunate that I have a lot of overlap in my life. I know a lot of people don't get that, but I have this group of people that we mastermind with. I have this group of people that I go to for business advice, for support, for things. And then I have this group of people that I go to for support in my personal life with my family. You know, if I have issues in my marriage or issues with my kids, there are people I trust with that, that I know are going to be great sounding boards and give me great guidance and wisdom in this moment. And those are the opinions that matter. And then there are people who are just shooting their mouth off, mouth off because they like the sound of their own voice, but really <laughs> have no idea what they're talking about. And I have to remind myself not to get hurt or triggered by that and not react to that because quite frankly, their opinion in this space doesn't matter. So why was it one of your favorites? You know, I think to some extent it came around at a time where it reminded me that we do that, you know, when I think back, I've had square squads, you know, called something else since, since well, so really, I think since college, having this conversation came along at a time where, well, I needed it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure I can, you know, I, I needed, I needed it. 
Mm-hmm. And that was so on a personal level, it was a very valuable convert. These were very valuable conversations for me and ones that I really greatly, greatly appreciated. I also did some reflecting as to who do I listen to? Who do I not listen to? Things of that nature. And I have to say that as I, you know, approach, say, empty nesting kind of in my life, that fortunately, I hang on to my square squad a lot. I I really hang on to who the people that I listen to are, and don't have as many of those side voices that I know I used to have. The episode also really felt good, because I think it was just me also saying I'm in a it, it recognized I'm just feeling like I'm in a really good place. (laughs) And I appreciated that. I also think it's wisdom that I'm super proud to share that I don't necessarily think that all women have the opportunity to really think about that. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. Very, very proud to share our knowledge and our wisdom and our, quite frankly, our love of Brene Brown. It's true. It's true. Yes. A lot of love for her. Yeah. So those are yours. What can I add to this conversation now that you already haven't picked? I think I can. And I will say that there were two episodes, episodes five and episode six. Episode five was the guilt-free summer, finding balance as a working mom and entrepreneur. And then episode six, which is how to take time off as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Those two episodes really hit me for a number of reasons, because I was not expecting this summer to be the incredibly ridiculous shit show that it turned out to be. And it wasn't that it was necessarily a bad shit show. But I was, I had expected summer's coming, words like carefree. I just think of myself, flowing hair, sunshine, you know, giggles, whatever. Were you frolicking on the beach? Exactly. There was so much frolicking. It wasn't even funny. But guess what? It was none of that. It's it's not like Wendy is driving all over, you know, all over. East coast, all over the East coast. Yeah. And it was not realizing that I was not feeling well for much of the summer. And did, it took me forever to die, get, have, figure out what was wrong and then have it taken care of. So there's no frolicking when you don't feel well. You know what I mean? And I think also, and we don't really talk about this much, but from like an energetic standpoint, everything was like in retrograde or at least key pieces were in retrograde that was like, whoa, what's going on? I don't understand this, but I can feel it kind of thing. Anyway, the ability to say, and I remember we sat down and had a conversation that I was a little nervous to broach. And I don't, I think you said first, should we, we were doing, we're getting ready for launch and you're like, should we postpone this? I'm like, yes. (laughs) Uh, Yes. I think that's the way it, it came out. And all of a sudden, I felt this, I felt almost like frolicking, this huge sense of relief and lightness that I hadn't had. And it was because all of a sudden, we had this conversation that said, as entrepreneurs, we can make choices. We can make choices based on our runway, 
based on our needs, based on our purpose, all of those things. And we need to feel really good about it. And I got to tell you, I felt really good about it. (laughs) I think really honing in on the fact that it's not just a, it's, it's like, I don't want to have a balancing act. I don't want to feel like I'm teetering on a very, very, very thin balance beam. I want to be able to do these, whether it's micro priorities or little pivots, you know, purpose, little purposeful pivots, whatever it is. And I want to feel good about it, that it's okay. It's okay to do that. I think we gave each other permission Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was interesting because even though we're at different seasons to some extent of our lives, especially, you know, well, your kids are growing up. So it's like, you ain't that far behind me. It's actually interesting because we were different seasons, but very similar places, mm-hmm. very similar. So I tend to think that some of this is so universal Mm-hmm. that it impacts just moms or just entre- female entrepreneurs and even to extent entrepreneurs in general. So I will say that those two really, really, from a personal perspective, meant a great deal to me. And then of course, the other two you stole from me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But you know, I have to say that I love the fact that, and I think this is a sign of a good partnership in that great minds think alike. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think it would be an interesting dynamic if like my favorite episode was your least favorite episode or something like that, which I mean, <laughs> is kind of weird because it's our own podcast. But I think there is something to be said about yeah. the fact that these two did float to the top for the both of us. But I think that tells you how yeah. passionate we were about those topics. All of our podcast episodes usually stem from boxer conversations that we have, or that we have with other people that are Mm -hmm. snagging problem sets that keep coming up that I feel like we need to create this platform in this space to talk about it. And I think that's why, I I mean, if I, it's funny because those other two, they were kind of floated to the top of my list as well. And it's for all the same reasons that you said, because they were like real time problems that we were having. And we took this massive pivot this summer from one strategy to another based on like taking real stock of like, Hey, again, this is what's working. This is what's not. What would happen if I was brave and said, I I don't want to do this right now is hard in a partnership, you guys, because it's easy. And I feel like in my partnership, because I don't, I trust Wendy to act well (laughs) and not act poorly. And I, I would like to say that she thinks the same of me. When I say I don't like something, or when she says I don't like something, that's a good point for us to be receptive and take a pause and just say, okay, let's talk about that. Why is that not working? What can we do to change it? Not all partnerships have that. And then if you don't have a partner or a sounding board or a square squad that you can talk about that with, I think it's really hard to say in the moment, like mid launch of something or mid like what works. And I will add to that is that over the years, looking back, I realized that is absolutely what you just said is spot on. And I realized that over the years, I've relied on coaches for that. Yeah. Coaches who give me very honest, realistic feedback that is based on, you know, what my needs are. I think about that as well. This part, I think, you know, I think that's 
one of the things that we offer that we, when we work with clients and do one-on-one coaching, that's, I think, an important piece of it. And it's also a very mutual. It's not just one side. I mean, I think we get sometimes as much, even if it's just those those good feelings when when doing private coaching. But anyway, that's yeah. a complete aside. It's interesting because, and I think it also for me, probably for us, that the use of a podcast has really enabled us to to do a number of things. It is definitely you know honing your voice. Mm-hmm. It is definitely working through some of the the inner the inner workings of a business. And again, I highly recommend for for entrepreneurs, especially having a podcast. Is that to something? <laughs> I'm not sure what. No, I think that the podcast allows has allowed us to figure shit out, to work through some things in real time, but then also model some of these conversations and navigate some of these things in a public space, because I think it's mm-hmm. one thing for people to postulate in the back end about like what they think is working or what they like or what they don't like. It's something else to take a stance and put your stake in the ground and just say, Hey, this is what we think. This is what we believe. And if anybody ever needs to know or wonder that we've given you four seasons of content to really see this is where Crystal and Wendy stand on things. And what's cool <laughs> about that is it's probably turned some people off and that's great. That helps me save time on some really uncomfortable sales calls, but it actually helped cut through the chase on a lot of sales calls because we've had a handful of our private clients that were like, no, we need to hire you now because we are completely in alignment with what it is that you offer and what it is that you do. And they get that from us through our content. So there you go. Exactly. Exactly. The ability to be able to connect, whether it's a voice with the content, I think is is super valuable. I'm feeling very introspective today, which is, you know, not a bad thing. (laughs) My mind is wandering. I don't know if everyone is as curious as we are, but looking our listeners, these actually were, let's, let's do the first one. The first one is from chaos to clarity, discover the benefits of establishing routines. I got to tell you as someone who's a rebel and hates routines, God, I can't live without one. I was actually excited actually a little excited to see that it's a very practical, it's very practical, (laughs) Mm -hmm. very practical. Businesses have, yes, there's so much ideation and there's so much of the pie in the sky, but at the same time, there has to be a level of you want to say realism, a level of, Hey, this is the here and the now, this is what we have to do to earn a living or meet our goals or whatever it is that you want to do. And actually having a routine is really an instrumental part in, in giving people the ability to, to reach the, to reach their goals. And one that I have an internal battle with all the time, all the time. Yeah. I think the thing about the routine thing is that you remind me all the time that uncertainty is like the worst feeling in the world. And that if you can give yourself and schedule some certainty, 
then yeah. it's incredibly powerful and helpful and giving you some sense of control in your business and mm -hmm. taking away that mental bandwidth that it takes just to make the decision of when you're going to work or what you're going to work on. Yeah. It, it's just so nice to know, Hey, at this time we're going to sit down and knock these things out. And without mm -hmm. question, it allows us to just jump in and take care of it and do it. So I love that that was a top one. What were some of our others? Yeah, the next one was collaborative solutions, masterminding for business growth and success. And, you know, I think even though we're well out of the pandemic, we still have a bit of the, we need to get together. We need to be face to face. We need to have those opportunities. I really think that's, you know, that's still the case. Yeah. And I think that people are just desperate for that in-person connection, like more so. Oh yeah. And yes. And there is nothing that cuts through the noise further faster than in-person meetups because mm -hmm. I can see you from the distance, uh, very passively on social media, all the live long day but it's the people that I've met in person. Those are the people that we choose to work with. I mean, we think about even our own coaches or our own, our social media manager, our copywriter, all those people, they're people that we met in person at events. First. Mm -hmm. We don't really cold hire much off of social media. And so I think those in-person networking and relationships, and then the referrals that can come from that so much more powerful for your business than running ads. And so when we think about even investments for our business, we prioritize investing in in-person events or in-person, or even the, the masterminding experiences that we host over other things, generally speaking, so far as our bandwidth allows us to do it. But I think it's really, really powerful. Yeah. Well, I completely agree. I completely agree. And as someone who, you know, my, my background is in adult education, meeting planning, events, conferences, all of that, it, it definitely hits close to my, close to my heart mm -hmm. that people want to be together. And we actually work very hard to come up with new and creative ways to do that. You know, it's important to incorporate, actually, we talk about our, a saver model, but it's important to, to, to incorporate different elements. And it's not just you're sitting down in a, the basement of a hotel in a dark, dank room in a really hard chair and just sitting there for hours at end. And it's either too hot or too cold. That actually is not what we're talking about. No. You know, we talked about stepping out of your comfort zone and, and building your community and celebrating and incorporating movement and self-care and all of these things into what, yeah, which is, and actually now I'm just getting excited thinking about the next masterminding experience. So yep. yeah. Okay. <laughs> the next one is actually achieving balance. And this actually warms my heart, achieving balance and fulfillment. The wheel of life is your guide to setting meaningful goals. And I think this may be because it included a wheel of life download. This is something that fits really importantly into the whole the whole positive psychology concept, which is not necessarily always being positive, but trying, you know, at the end of the day, just to have the glass slightly fuller 
than half. <laughs> really, the wheel of life is an opportunity to look at the elements of your life and seeing what's, what is that? Is there anything out of whack? Is there something that's so out of whack that you either have to put it aside because, you know what, it's just not in my energy right now? Or, ooh, how can I work on that? Or, you know, things of that nature. And this is an exercise that, that we like to do quarterly just to make sure that, again, it's like, hmm, is there anything that I need to be focusing on that I'm not? Or, ooh, I'm focusing on something too much, things of that nature. And it definitely falls in perfectly with making sure that your purpose is also in alignment. Yeah, I was so I was excited to see that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's just so funny how all of these things kind of come together and what all of that means. And I was actually listening, I was re-listening to that episode when I was walking the other day, I was walking the dog. And I think it's funny how many other ahas I get out of that conversation even because I started thinking about mm -hmm. when I think of wheel of life, just that, that subjective personal satisfaction of where I'm at and then how that encourages mm -hmm. me to make changes or to take action on things. And I think that's the whole thing of what you were just saying as well. Like we can IDA all the live long day, but until we yes. or actually execute some things, it yep. never will get up off the ground. So we can talk all the live long day about who we want to be and what kind of business we want to run and what it is that we want to do. Okay. What yeah. are the small things you're doing that cast the vote today to be that person that you say you want to be in the future? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a really so all of these things, the routine, the wheel of life, the masterminding, the square squad, I mean, all of this kind of comes together in like a really interesting, fun way to kind of see like, who is it that we want to be at Serendipus Rebel or as people mm -hmm. individually, and what is it going to take to get there and, and do things like avoid burnout along the way, which was another one of our episodes this season. And this last episode that we did where we talked about the Barbie movie and the kind of women we want to be and what kind of dreams we want to have. I just think all of this kind of comes together so beautifully to, to kind of put us, you know, where we want to go. And actually, interestingly enough, one of the things that came out of our own masterminding experience recently was the tweaking of our, I guess you could say our pitch or our focus, our vision. And it's interesting because we are really looking at how do you savor your life? Mm -hmm. And what you said is just, that's exactly what popped into my mind and how important it is to look at the life you lead and how is it that you can inter intersperse intermingle opportunities to create the joy the bliss mm -hmm. whatever you the happiness but the deep rooted feelings that you want mm -hmm. uh, and you and you can have and mm -hmm. you need, <laughs> yeah. need yeah well guys with that i think that's a wrap for season four we'd like to know oh if, i'm just um, no, go ahead. i'm a little sad to, that it's ending <laughs> we could uh, just continue to talk forever right it's true that's okay because we are coming back 
at the beginning of November. We are for season five. So we promise we won't let you go through the holiday season alone, but we are taking off the month of October to batch some content, regroup, and prioritize a little bit of self-care along the way, and maybe even put on another one of our hats along the way. So until next time, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Please share with us what some of your favorite episodes were. Share with a friend, forward one of your favorite episodes to them if you think it would resonate with them. And until next season, we will see you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating. But only if you liked it. Otherwise, just keep it to yourself. You can learn more about purposeful podcasting on our website, at serendipitousrebel.com. And if you have topics you'd like to hear about, be sure to submit them on our website or DM us on social media.